0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris at JMorrisMCM on Twitter, mucmiracles.com. Tonight we are breaking down the Titans 16 to 15 loss to the Saints in New Orleans. Uh, there's a couple of things that you can. Pin the loss on here. The first is Ryan Tannehill. It was definitely Ryan Tannehill's worst game as a Titan. It might have even been worse in that playoff game. He also threw three picks in that playoff game. Threw three picks today, but he had another three balls probably that could have been intercepted, and he also missed two like wide open touchdown passes. The first was on the little reverse throwback pass uh, where he had Chica Conquo wide open on the sideline, just overthrows him, doesn't give him a chance. Uh, the second was a wheel route to Tajay Spears where the ball floats on him, and Tajay Spears is not really able to come up with it as he was falling out of bounds. I don't think even if he would have caught it, it would have been a catch. But all he had to do was just put something out there that Tajay could stop and catch, and he would have scored. So it was a rough day for Ryan Tannehill. Look, it's week one. There's a long way to go here. Ryan Tannehill is going to be this team's quarterback unless they you know, fall out of contention or he gets hurt. So I, I, there's no, you know, people that are panicking or want to see somebody else or whatever, like we're way too early in the process for that. Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback. Ryan Tannehill should be the quarterback. We saw the other two guys in the preseason. It wasn't great. But Ryan Tannehill was really bad today, and he's going to have to be better. I mean, it, what the, the tough part here is like week one last year, right, when Randy Bullock missed a kick at the end of the game against the Giants. You had a winnable game there, a game that you really should have won And even with all the things that happened and went wrong, if he just, even with the three picks, if he just hits one of those two plays, the Titans probably win this game. The other thing that I would say is I'm not blame the officials guy, but the officials really messed up two calls in this game. The first is the, I think it was Tannehill's second interception. That was 100% pass interference. And listen, It was a bad throw. It was a bad decision. But we see, I mean, you see all the time uh, in in these games where a a receiver is open down the field. The quarterback underthrows it. The receiver tries to work back to the ball. The defensive back doesn't get his head around, runs into the guy. It's pass interference. It's it's completely unfair to the defensive back other than, you know, he's taught to turn around and, and play that ball, but... That's absolutely what happened on that on that play. They didn't call pass interference. It ends up being an interception. If you get pass interference there, you've got first and goal from whatever inside the five, like the three or, or wherever it would have been. So that's that's a big play. The other is the Derek Carr uh, fumble that they called a, an incomplete pass. I don't understand how in the world you can look at that and think that it was an incomplete pass. the The worst thing, not not the worst thing about it, the worst thing about it was they didn't that they called it an incomplete pass. They reviewed it and still called it an incomplete pass, which was brutal. But they also blew the play dead while it was going on, which they're taught not to do. They're taught to let it play out. That's a that's a touchdown for the Titans. Kevin Byard makes a clear recovery. He's gonna score. I mean, he runs it all the way the end zone. Doesn't matter because they blew the whistle. So even if they overturn the call, the Titans get the ball from where Byard recovered it, not you know the the res- end result of the play. But I mean, I. Carr's hand is closed, it smacks the ball forward, it's way less of a forward pass, or way like, it's way less of a fumble than what they called a fumble on Josh Dobbs last year against Jacksonville. So, um, like I said, just two two calls there where really went against the Titans and again, the pass interference thing, I mean, that was a dumb decision by Tannehill, um, all that, but still you see that called pass interference all the time. Um, so just kind of a tough break there, but just a bad call on the officials. And I wonder if, and I mean conspiracy theorist here or whatever, theorist is not a word, but you know what I mean, um, that they saw it and realized that it was it should have been ruled a fumble, that they had blown the whistle, so they messed that up, and they just said, you know what, we're going to stick with incomplete, that way we don't have to explain why we blew the whistle. I don't know if that's what happened or not, but man, I just say, shout out G. Ramsey, um, you know he he always is one that's willing to take the side of the refs, and he even said in that one that there was he just couldn't understand why it went that way. So a couple of tough things there, um, really you know that contributed to the loss. And like I said, I mean those things don't matter if Ryan Tannehill can hit a wide open guy, one of two wide open guys down the field. I mean it was a, it was a tough day. It was a tough day for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, on the good side of things, I did think the defense played pretty well overall. Now. I say that, but there were obviously a few like busted coverages in the secondary. So let, let me take that back. The defensive front I thought played really well. Um Arden Key is a is a problem. Like that dude is a stud and I can't wait to see, you know, once Landry gets a little bit more comfortable having both of those guys. You saw Simmons and Autry wrecking things up the middle as well. I mean Autry had a sack and he forced a fumble Derek Carr. Derek Carr was able to recover it. But, um, you know, those guys, that that front is going to be fun to watch all year long. Um, the, the secondary needs to get a little bit better. Uh, you know, no, no surprise there. We saw just a few miscommunications there. We've seen that from this this group from time to time uh, throughout the years. Obviously, this is the first game this year. Uh, Christian Fulton goes out with a hamstring injury. Again, soft tissue, Christian Fulton problem. Um, you know, and, and Mike Vrabel was very – very apparent in his frustration with Fulton and the soft tissue stuff throughout this off season was frustrated when Fulton wasn't here working out with the team. And now you already see it in week one, you see him come back in late in the game and get beat. Um, so just a guy that we think is a really talented player. And when he's out there and he's right, he's good, but he can't get himself right enough to really help a team. So, um, you know, just, it, it's, it's unfortunate to see that as a problem again this year, uh, another injury, Imani Hooker is in concussion protocol. He had two really big plays in this game. Um, you know, the first play of the game, the kickoff, where he, you know, just strips the ball and is able to get his knee in as he goes out of bounds. Um, uh, just what, what should have been a huge momentum swing for the Titans there. And they come out and have a disaster of an offensive series and are only able to get a field goal there. And then Imani uh, Hooker also had a pick late in the first half. Uh, as the as the Saints were driving, really looked like they were about to get points going into halftime, and Amani Hicker was able to make a play there, keep that from happening. So unfortunate that it, I mean he's probably going to miss a game. We we have seen typically with with the Titans when a guy goes into concussion protocol, Vrabel is slow to bring them out of that. I mean with good reason, right? I mean player safety is very important. To should be very important to everybody, but it's absolutely very important to Mike Vrabel, and so I would be surprised if we see a Monty Hooker. Against the Chargers next week, which is a little bit of a problem because the Chargers have a very you know potent passing attack, so um, not great there. But uh, Amani Hooker was able to play well when he was in there, so that was good. Like I said, too many busted coverages, and that was really the thing that did him in here. Was the big plays down the field um, was really what hurt them. I mean, when you look at if you just go look at the box score, um, Chris Olave 112 yards receiving, long of 45, Rashid Shaheed. Five catches, 89 yards, long of 41. Michael Thomas, long of 25. Juwan Johnson, long of 27. Too many big plays, too many chunk plays there. Um, that that and, and when you have something like that, it, it's hard to win, especially when your quarterback's terrible. So, um, you know, that was kind of the, the, the good and bad for the defense there, if you will. Um, On offense, I I thought the game was was well-designed. I thought it was called well. I thought they um, were able to mix up the personnel groupings to where, unlike last year, and even the the guys that were calling the game on CBS made a comment about, you know, having Tajay Spears on the field on first and 10 and then handing him the ball is deception because with Tajay Spears out there on first and 10, you just assume it's going to be a pass because if you were going to run it, why wouldn't you have Derrick Henry on the field? So, I mean, I thought Tim Kelly did well there to mix things up so he's not so predictable going forward, which which was a good thing. And, again, dialed up a couple of perfect play calls that Ryan Tannehill was not able to execute. So um, I I thought the game was called well. DeAndre Hopkins, seven catches for 65 yards. Again, you know, we kind of know what DeAndre Hopkins is at this point in his career. He's a contested catch guy. He's going to be really good at that. He had 13 targets here. Um, You know, obviously, Tannehill was working to get him the ball and was the most successful of of anything targeting him. Uh, Westbrook-Akine has four catches, for 58 yards. i I just say when when Nick Westbrook-Akine is your second leading receiver, that's a problem. Um, That's not going to be a a good sign for the Titans. Uh, Probably won't win many of those games. Derrick Henry had 56 yards receiving, had the one long 46-yard screen pass. Derrick Henry good in the screen game again. Uh, two two big plays there for him uh, in the screen game. Traylon Burks only had three targets, two catches for 18 yards. Did have a huge drop, um, a play that would have would have kept the drive going, or at least would have give them would have given them a better shot to keep a drive going. So that was unfortunate. Um, but listen, I was just happy to see him on the field, happy to see him come out healthy because when we saw that injury happen in those joint practices against the Vikings. We weren't sure he was going to be here for week one. He was there. So th- that was a good thing. I would have liked to see him get uh, Tajay a little bit more involved. I guess we wouldn't be saying that, right, if they – I mean, he had four targets. If he, if, if Tannehill was able to get him the ball on that big – on the big play that, that, or what would have been a big play – then, you know, it'd be a little bit different story here. So uh, some good things there. I mean, special teams was a blocked punt. So special teams, again, a little bit of a mixed bag. Nick Falk comes in, hits five field goals, right? Um, The Titans seem to have solidified, at least for right now, the kicking game, the the kicker in the kicking game. So that's good, right? Um, You have the blocked punt, which is a problem. Again, the defense stands up there and and holds the Saints to a field goal off of that, so that was good. Um, but you know, obviously, having a blocked punt is a problem. The other thing that I'll say, you know, Vrabel electing to kick the field goal uh, with let me I get the exact numbers right here. So it's fourth and six on the New Orleans eleven with two seventeen left. Vrabel elects to kick a field goal instead of going for it. Okay, so the field goal cuts the cuts the lead to. One, so the Titans were down 16-12. Kicked the field goal to make it 16-15. That was the final score. Problem is, you kicked that field goal. I mean, they they had all three timeouts plus the two-minute warning. So I mean, I understand the thinking. Defense has been good for the most part on the day. You you trust them to to get you the ball back. But the problem is, one big play there basically ends the game, and that's what happened, right? So I mean. Again, I, I get logically the thinking, and I don't think it's the worst decision in the world. But I do think it was a bad decision. I think fourth and six from the from the eleven. I think you got to try to go get a touchdown there. I, I don't think that you want to. You just you, too much stuff is outside of your control when you don't try to go ahead and, and end the game there. And that's what you know. Mike Vrabel has talked about. Hey, we want to end games as soon as we possibly can. And that decision to me just just doesn't do that. It doesn't speak to hey, we're trying to end the game right now as soon as we can. Because if if the thing is you want to get you want to get your the ball back to your defense, like go ahead and go for it there. If you don't get it, then they're on the 11. They've got to go all the way down the field, which again is not the point. They're not trying to get points, but if you can if you can get a stop, it's same scenario, right? You still got three timeouts. Probably still have the 2-minute warning. I think they yeah, I mean 17 seconds, 217. Um, 17 seconds before the two-minute warning when Fulk kicks that field goal. So if you don't pick it up there, then you've got them pinned deep. You've still got basically four timeouts with your three timeouts and a two-minute warning. So I just I would have liked to see him go ahead and go for it there. Maybe you get a field goal. Or maybe you get a touchdown, and you're able to at least make this. Then you the Saints have to go try to get points. Or, like I said, worst case scenario, they've got the ball at the 11. And if you can get, if you can stop them, not let them get a first down, then they punt. You're going to have really good field position coming back to try to get a touchdown again. I just don't think you're going to get any closer. And I don't know how much you could trust your offense to even get back in position to kick another field goal. Um, so, anyway, that, that was just, that, that kind of bothered me there. I, w- I wish he would have at least attempted to go for it there. Um, you know, because like I said, Tim Kelly had had a good day. Calling plays and seem to have a pretty good pulse on the game, so you would have liked to just see them play that out there and see what he can get. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, again, it's 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 a really frustrating game um, because the offense was bad, and and really, I, that's that's kind of a, a harsh statement. Ryan Tannehill was bad. And and you never a game is never won or lost by one player one player except for when it is like Ryan Tannehill in the playoff game and Ryan Tannehill today honestly now again that doesn't mean that I think he's done that doesn't mean that I think they should move on but I do think that now you're you're watching that a little bit more closely right you're seeing what Ryan Tannehill could do how does he bounce back. How does he bounce back next, next week against the Chargers? Because if this team is going to do anything this year, they're going to need him to be the guy that he was in, you know, like 2020, 2021, when he was really efficient, um, was able to, to, to hit the stuff that was there. And that was, he was not able to do that today. So um, frustrating week one again. Starting 0-1 is never good, especially starting 0-1 when you have a tough opponent coming in next week. Um, not good, but I I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think we're benching anybody or firing anybody at this point. Um, I think there's obviously a lot of stuff to clean up. So hopefully they'll be able to do that. All right, that'll do it for today. Just kind of a little bit of a quick reaction from what happened last night. We will have a press, or from what happened today, we will have a press conference tomorrow with Mike Vrabel. We'll be back on Tuesday with some reaction to that, so be sure and check that out. Between now and then, you is your place to see everything that we're doing. Also, at J. Morris MCM on Twitter. Sorry I wasn't as active today as I usually will be on Twitter, but was at a soccer, couple of soccer games this afternoon watching, watching one of my kids play. So, you know, that, that takes priority. Anyway, all right, that'll do it for today. Like I said, we will be back at you tomorrow between now and then, and you can see miracles.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Home Run Throwback is a part of the Fans First Sports Network.